This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. 2-0 on track. This one is crushed. Left center field way out of here. Now here's your host, Trent Rush. Ah, yes. Baseball season is here. Spring training is behind us, and we are ready to go for the start of the 162 grind. Let's get it going. The Angels taking on the Houston Astros opening day uh, coming up. How awesome is this? Just so excited uh, for baseball season to finally be here. A proper opening day is in order, and uh, we're finally going to get that for the first time since like 2019. So long overdue uh, to finally get that, and it's going to be lots of fun here at Angel Stadium. Okay, over the next half hour, I'm going to talk about several things. First of all, we got to talk about this baseball team because there's a lot to love about this team. We're going to talk about uh, some reasons why I think the pitching is going to be a lot better this season. We're going to go through the order. We're going to talk about some of the decisions being made at that final cut line, whenever that's going to happen. And at the same time, uh, there's a couple of new things around the ballpark you got to check out. So I, I did a little tour against uh, or around the ballpark when the Angels took on the Dodgers in the Exhibition Freeway Series on Sunday. And I got to tell you, there were a couple things I noticed and a couple things I tasted uh, that I think you're going to enjoy when you come to Angel Stadium. So you got to check that out. We're going to talk about some of those things. And then uh, Mandy Ortiz, you probably hear her on the Sports Lodge, AM 830 with Roger Lodge. Uh, Mandy does a great job on the radio. And she was out interviewing uh, some of the the fine folks that helped uh, put together some of the food that you're going to find at Angel Stadium. So Hugo Miranda, Chef Hugo Miranda is who uh, Mandy spoke with. So we'll have that coming up for you in a little bit. Plus, I'm going to make some bold predictions for 2022. I want to start with the three things that I think are the biggest keys for the Angels coming into this season. Number one for the Angels is going to be Noah Syndergaard has got to look like an ace. If the Angels are going to be contenders in 2022, I'm counting on Noah Syndergaard to be that dude. And you know what? It's not really a stretch. The way Noah Syndergaard has looked in his spring training outings, compare that with the way he dominated baseball, you know, like in 2016, and as good as he was in 20, uh, 2019, his last full healthy season, I'm really excited for what Noah Syndergaard is going to bring to the Angels. I think Noah not only brings the heat, not only is he a very good pitcher, I think he's a great guy in the room. And he brings some edge. He brings a little bit of fire. You know, I love some of the quotes that have come out lately about Noah Syndergaard. I mean, he loves being an angel. He loves being on this team. I think that he is a leader on this pitching staff, especially with a young pitching staff. You know, Noah Syndergaard's made 120 career starts. The other five in the rotation for the Angels have made a combined 126. Okay? Noah Syndergaard is clearly the veteran. He is the leader. He is that guy on this staff. I think this is a role he embraces. You know, it's funny hearing him after his last start on Sunday, and he was talking about, man, I feel like I was just a rookie coming in the league just the other day. Now here I am being that you know veteran leader guy. Well, he is, and he seems to really thrive in that role. And the other guys feed off him. I mean, it's infectious. 
You know, when Noah Syndergaard, like the way the spring training clubhouse was set up, there was like a little pitcher's corner. It was great. Syndergaard and Lorenzen, their buddies, they were right next to each other. Lorenzen had his little coffee shop going, like in an empty locker. He was like, you know, he had like all these cold brews and, he, you know, players were coming by and taking that. It was pretty cool. That's a nice gesture when you're a newcomer onto a team uh, to do that kind of stuff. So uh, Lorenzen was doing that, and Syndergaard was right there next to him. But you could just tell, like, there's a little different swag with Patrick Sandoval. You know, Jose Suarez feeling better about where he's at. And why not? Two great young left-handers with that nasty changeup. They each feature it. You know, Suarez, a reverse splits guy. Um, so, it, it, it's fun watching It's fun watching those guys. And then, I think Reed Detmers is poised for a breakout. Let's not forget, and I think that he doesn't get enough credit for this, Reed Detmers is the number one left-handed pitching prospect in all of baseball. I'll tell you this, he was not that a year ago. He was not that you know, when, he, when he got drafted. I mean, there's high hopes. You got to give credit to the Angels for making the pick and the development. It's both, right? How many times have we talked about pitching draft and develop? Draft and develop. That's the way it has to happen. You know, it's one thing to do the draft part, and then you get to see the development part. And the development part is why Sandoval is the number two starter in this rotation. The development part is why Jose Suarez, at 24 years old, finally seemed to, you know, make a jump last season and is poised now for a breakout here in 2022. It's why Reed Detmers. Looked like he was going to for sure open 2022 in AAA. And now here he is in the rotation. And Detmers looks solid, man. I'm really optimistic on Reed Detmers' potential in his future. I'm bullish on Reed Detmers. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in this Angels rotation. Those three young lefties, and let's not forget, Sandoval, 25. Suarez, 24. Detmers, 22. They're young, man. They're young. They're young and they're good. You know, they may not be household names yet, but I think when you see players with the talent that they have and you combine that with, you know, a little bit of big league experience, like they've gotten the taste before. And think about the perfect storm of a situation for Reed Detmers. You know, you're this, you're a high-touted prospect, but probably not as highly touted as you should be. You know, you're the number one left-handed pitching prospect in baseball that, like, flies under the radar when you look at all the prospect lists. You know, he like he gets forgotten about. Like, Mackenzie Gore gets all kinds of crazy love down at San Diego, and I love Mackenzie Gore. I think he's super good. Reed Detmers now ranks above that guy. There's a lot of love for Reed Detmers lately, especially internally, but you're not seeing, like, he doesn't quite have the same pressure on him as, like, a guy that was a former number one overall pick. You know, he first round pick, top ten pick, yeah. But you know, he he's sliding into a role where now he's the sixth starter in a rotation. So you're not bringing him up middle of the season. It's not like okay, here we go. He's got to impress now. He's done that. Like when you make your your, your debut, there there's a pressure to that. Devers has already been here. Devers has already made five starts at the major league level. He had some good, some bad. But I love the growth and maturity of Reed Detmers. And I spent a lot of time um, talking to him down in Arizona. And you could tell that he's just a, a more confident young man. And you can also tell that, 
you know, he feels good about the work he's done this offseason. He goes out to Cressy Sports Performance out in Florida, and the biggest thing that they were working on out there was, like, stability. Like, how important it was for him to be, like, stable on the mound and not move uh, when he's trying to, you know, find a spot and in his release and, and all of those things. Like, stability was the big thing that they were working on out there, and that seems to have gone a long way for him. But I really think just being, you know, in the major leagues for a taste and going into an offseason knowing how good these hitters are up here, knowing what it takes to be great at this level, take that. You get to see it. Like, I've always, like, no matter what your job is, like, when you're trying to, you know, accomplish something else, like, when you first get a taste, you get to see, like, you know, how tough it really is. And, and like, you feel like you can do it. You know, I, I know for me, like, the first time I went out to spring training, um, to, you know, I had the good fortune to do some play-by-play out there. When I first went two, three years ago, you know, you get a taste of it. And you're like, okay, well, now I know what I got to work on. You know, you feel like, okay, this is this is what this level's like. So there's different things you got to work on. And then, you know, you go and get more chances. Then when you go back, you feel much more comfortable the next time. And then you get to go for an extended run. You feel much more comfortable a couple years down the road because you've, you've gotten that taste before. And now you're trying to, you know, improve upon that. Take those things that you learned and then be great at, you know, those things. And I think that you see that in the major leagues all the time. And I think that this is a perfect storm for Reed Detmers to go into a relatively low-pressure situation. Obviously that there is an expectation to win here with this Angels organization, but I think it's relatively low-pressure for Reed Detmers. So anyway, that was a really long way to say my number one point for this season is that Noah Syndergaard has got to be like a number one for you. And he doesn't actually have to be a number one. Because you also have Shohei Otani. So either one of those guys, whatever. Like, how many guys in baseball really can be an ace? Are there 20? Like, I think it's less than that. Syndergaard and Otani are two of them. That's what the Angels have in their pitching staff. You know, and the bullpen's going to be really good. And the bullpen's going to be really invaluable early on. Especially when guys don't go as deep. The, the, the other key for the Angels here, and continuing with the pitching, number two, is, you know, those three young lefties I talked about? Sandoval, Suarez, Detmers, they all got to go 120 innings. And I, I know that sounds like I'm asking a lot when Sandoval only went 87 last year. You know, you look at uh, Suarez was just under 100 last year. You know, Detmers only made five starts at the big league level. I think if you get 120 innings each from those guys, you're going to be in pretty good shape. If you get 150 from Syndergaard, they're going to be in pretty good shape. You got to get like that same 150 number from Otani. If that's the case, and Lorenzen, you know, can give you 100 innings. You know, the thing about Lorenzen is he's got to prove that he is a major league starting pitcher. We know that he is a very good relief pitcher at this level. I think it is going to be different for Lorenzen because he's so he's craved being in a starting rotation for his whole life. So he finally gets that chance, and he gets to do it. Instead of being in Cincinnati, he gets to do it in Orange County where he's from. I think that's going to make a difference for Lorenzen. So I'm excited to see the kind of X factor he's going to be in this Angels rotation. Because we know he's really good. And we got to see how it works out in the Angels rotation. He just hasn't done that. I'm optimistic there, but we've seen Syndergaard. We've seen Sandoval. We've seen uh, Suarez. We, we really haven't seen a lot of Lorenzen as a starting pitcher. You know, even Reed Detmers. Like we're only talking five starts. 
We'll see how he develops at the big league level. But at 22 years old, you kidding me? I'm, a, I'm so excited about Reed Detmers. I think Detmers can be the breakout player of the year for the Angels. I really do. I think Detmers can really be special. I just didn't think that he would be this far along at this stage in his career. You know, I, I thought we'd still be waiting a little bit on Reed Detmers. But, you know, everyone said he was he was pretty close to ready coming out of college, and, and now we're starting to see why. But I think even Reed Detmers would tell you maybe he wasn't quite as ready as a lot of people said. Maybe the stuff was there. But I think the whole package has to be there, including his understanding of how to pitch, including his understanding of what it takes at this level. And I think now Reed Detmers is, is much, much closer to being that than where he was a year ago. I think Detmers is dramatically improved, and that's going to be fun to watch this season. Let's talk position players uh, for a second, because the third key for me is Anthony Rendon. Being back to that all-star level, he had a great spring, hit 320 in the spring, and I feel like, you know, what, the last five, six games, he was getting a hit or two every night or every day. You know, I think Anthony Rendon feels so much better with the hip. I think the hip really did bother him last year, and I think that it was just a collection of so many different things. I don't know that, I don't know that Anthony Rendon ever got to really enjoy baseball because he was playing through so much pain. You know, I, I don't know that Anthony Rendon you know, really liked last season just because he never felt right. The Anthony Rendon that I've seen in spring training is a looser. I mean, he's always been relaxed. But he just seems like a player that is playing more freely, that doesn't feel like he's being held up just by body pains. And, and how many different injuries did Anthony Rendon have last season? A lot of it was bad luck. A lot of it was not being able to figure out what the hip was until later. He has a surgery. He's like a different guy in spring training. So I'm really encouraged by Anthony Rendon. I think that he can be that guy. And I saw an article that said Anthony Rendon is a sleeper for MVP. That was CBS Sports that put that out. And I got to admit, I'm kind of on board with that. You know, obviously, Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, they're getting the headlines. But when your lineup is Otani in the one, Trout in the two, Anthony Rendon in the three, you know how many runs Anthony Rendon's going to drive in this year? Like, when I say that I think Rendon is going to be a 100 RBI guy, I'm like big time selling him short. I mean, he could be a buck 20. And I don't think that's a stretch. When there is, there is not a player in baseball, there's not a player in baseball that gets to have some that two guys as good as Shohei Otani and Mike Trout ahead of them in an order. Especially with the speed of Shohei, Trout can still run too, man. Trust me. And then you have Anthony Rendon, just the most pure doubles hitter in the game. Man, I'm excited about what the top of the Angels order is going to do. That's as, that's as fearsome of a trio that you're going to find in baseball. Good luck going up against that. That's going to be really tough for anybody. I don't care who you are. But I think Anthony Rendon is poised for a breakout. All right, as we go position by position, just want to do a quick little primer here uh, to get you ready to go. So you know what the rotation is going to look like. Bullpen, um, Rysel Iglesias is the closer. Then it's going to probably be a, like a bit of a mixed bag for who that setup man's going to be. From what I've seen in spring training, I think Ryan Tapera might be that next dude as like your eighth inning guy. But I, it is going to boil down to matchups. I say that while knowing Aaron Loop had the best ERA of any reliever in baseball last season. 
If you got more lefties coming up, maybe go Loop. If you got more righties coming up, maybe go Tapera. I don't know. But you also got Mike Myers back there. You know, you also have Archie Bradley back there, who's capable of going multiple outs or multiple innings. You know, you have Austin Warren, who I really like Austin Warren. It's, it's like the classic, like, do not let his size fool you. That guy is a bulldog out on the mound. I love it. Austin Warren, what's not to like about Austin Warren? And he can go get you six outs when he needs to. I mean, that's what he does. And I think Jaime Berea is going to have a big role. If, if Jaime Berea ends up being, you know, the, that player in the, in, in the bullpen that has to be your long guy, I mean, especially in April, that's going to be critical. I really like this Angels bullpen. I like Quejada. Um, I, you know, Oliver Ortega really impressed me in spring training. I mean, he's got... It's like a two-pitch mix. It's it's fastball, curveball, but that fastball is like heat, man. That's like coming 98-plus. So I'm excited about what that's going to look like in the Angels' bullpen. Whether they go 9 or 10, we'll still, still try to sort that out. Um, and, and that's where Jose Rojas comes into the mix. Like, do you put Rojas on the team and carry nine bullpen pieces? Or do you go 10 relievers and, and you don't have Jose Rojas, who's had like another phenomenal spring, hit over 500 in spring training? I'm telling you, Jose Rojas is like a Cactus League Hall of Famer. You're just waiting to see it at the big league level. And we've seen it in glimpses. Uh, you want to see it in regularity. But it's hard to find regular playing time when you have Jared Walsh at first base, your middle infield, is much improved. Duffy, Wade, Fletcher, a rotation of the two of those three on any given night. Anthony Rendon's over at third. Like, all of a sudden, it's a lot more crowded. So let's go through that for a moment. Catchers, Max Stassi, three-year deal. Stass is the guy. Top 10 catcher in baseball. Um, also top number one in frame rate last season of anybody. So you know Stass brings it, and he's really good for the staff. He's a leader. Perry Manassian. It's been glowing about him, understandably so. Kurt Suzuki is back. He's your backup catcher, but you, know, you also have you know Matt Theis coming up in the system. He's going to be in AAA. Chad Walk, a journeyman now that does have playoff experience, local product. Walk's going to be in the mix there. I don't know where Romine fits in. We'll see. But opening day, it's going to be Stassi Suzuki behind the plate. Uh, at first base, it's Jared Walsh. Matt Duffy has the ability to play over there. So does Taylor Ward. We saw some of Taylor Ward the end of spring training getting some looks over at first base as for the backup situation. And, and we all know Jared Walsh absolutely mashed right-handers last season, struggled against lefties. Walsh is going to get the opportunity beginning of this season to face left-handers. But as the season progresses, it's going to be tougher and tougher for him. Um, if he doesn't hit left-handers better than he hit last year. So we know he can hit righties hard. He's going to have to hit lefties hard, too. You know, when you're an all-star, you got to do that. As we continue with our primer, let's pause for a moment for a word from our sponsors. My name is Trent Rush. You're listening to the Angels Recap Podcast as we go through a little preseason primer for you to get you ready to go uh, for opening day here at Angel Stadium. 638 first pitch. Shohei Otani on the mound in the lineup. Houston Astros in town. Angels have a bunch of chances against the Strohs early in the season. You don't want to be starting a neutral. You want to get this team rolling, and I'm excited, uh, especially the way the Angels closed out spring training. So we just talked about first base. Let's go over to second base now. 
Um, anybody that was watching these spring games, I know you're going to love Tyler Wade. Boy, the speed that he brings is just another element. It's a weapon for Joe Madden to use, whether that's as a pinch runner, whether that's as having him in a, a different spot in the lineup. He hit close to 270 last season with the Yankees in a place where he just didn't really, his style didn't really fit what they're trying to do. His style fits the Angels perfectly. Matt Duffy is going to play a lot of second base as well. We could even see a platoon situation. Uh, but Matt Duffy. Really good swing, had things just clicking in spring training. Loved what we've seen from Matt Duffy. Um, really encouraged by him. And you know, for him, it just didn't take him very long to find his timing in spring training. I mean, he got things clicking right away, and he feels like his swing's in a really good spot. Grew up an Angels fan, loves being here, super excited to be a part of this organization. You know, grew up in Long Beach, went to Long Beach State. He's another local guy through and through, and it's cool to have Matt Duffy being a part of this team, a veteran that's won a lot in his life. He's got a couple of rings to show for it. Uh, I'm excited about what Matt Duffy can bring as far as a winning culture uh, to this Angels organization. At shortstop, that's David Fletcher. And like Duffy is probably more comfortable on the left side of the infield than the right. So you know he can play some short. Tyler Wade can play some short. David Fletcher you know, can obviously play some shortstop. But the thing that they're going to do with Fletcher this year, Fletcher's going to play where the ball is going to be hit. Like you're going to look at the lineup, and you're going to like you know everyone's got their scouting reports. Wherever the ball is most likely to be hit, that's where David Fletcher is going to be. So sometimes you're going to see Fletcher maybe lined up as a shortstop, but maybe switch and go be the second baseman against a left-hander. You might see Fletch over at second, and then Wade or Duffy over at short, and it can go vice versa. So that's how things are going to go. So it's not like there's a set position for the middle of the Angels infield. You know, on the card, it's going to say Fletcher shortstop. In reality, there's a lot of left-handers in the lineup. You're going to see him more over at second base than you will at shortstop. That's what the Angels are going to do this year. I'm just telling you. Third base, Anthony Rendon. I, I talked about him. I think Rendon could be a buck 20 RBI guy this year. I think Rendon can really be special uh, this coming season. In the Angels outfield, we got some clarity after uh, Justin Upton was designated for assignment. You know, uh, obviously, J.F. meant a lot to the Angels organization, but I think this is more about confidence in the young players. This isn't about Justin Upton as much as it's about Joe Adele and Brandon Marsh and Taylor Ward. All had great springs. All are trending in the right direction in Major League Baseball regular season time. And all of them you can make a case for and their productivity and how that's going to help the Angels win in 2022. The time is now. There is no more being patient. There's no more taking one game for granted. You can't just wait on guys to st- come around. You know, you you got to get things going right out of the gate, especially with seven of the first 16 against Houston. And that's the team everyone's chasing in this division. And the Angels have an opportunity to make a statement in April. And they're going to do it with Joe Adele with everything trending in the right direction. His swing is so much quieter. He's gotten his, defensively, he looks more comfortable. He's not all the way there yet. I don't know that we're talking about Joe Adele being a gold glove candidate yet, but my gosh, is he so dramatically improved from where he was a couple years ago. Both at the plate and in the field, he's more confident. You know, Another guy that's understood what it takes at this level has taken that to heart and has worked really hard to get better. Love Joe Adele. Excited about what he's going to bring. You know, Brandon Marsh. I think he's got some more pop in that bat than the numbers show. 
Looking forward to seeing that. A good defender that's being asked to do something he really hasn't done before. That's play in the corners. He's always been a center fielder. Now he's going to get a chance in the corners, especially that big left field here at Angel Stadium. I think Brandon Marsh is going to be a big pickup for the Angels being an everyday guy. And when I say everyday guy, I think that you're going to see a pretty hefty dose of Ward, Adele, and Marsh all pretty much split in the time in the outfield for the Angels. You know, it's it's Mike Trout in center field, finally back, just 36 games last season. Trouty's ready to go. Let's not forget Mike Trout had the best April. His oh, excuse me, his April last season was the best month any American League player had had in 20 years. That's how good Trout was before he got hurt last year. So we get a healthy Mike Trout with the rise of these talented young corner outfielders in Adele, Marsh, Ward, with the young pitching staff that's thriving. It's getting there. I'm excited about it. Jack Mayfield is going to be the utility guy for the Angels. And then we, we talked about Rojas, if he ends up getting on the team. It, I mean, it's going to boil down to do they carry 10 in the bullpen or Jose Rojas and carry nine in the bullpen. That's that's what the final decision ultimately uh, becomes about. So that's the Angels. That's what the team looks like. I'm excited about it. I know a lot of you are excited about it. The Angels had a great spring, but turn the page on that. Spring training is behind us. Those games mean nothing. Now it's time for games that count, and I'm looking forward to seeing that, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at Angel Stadium. When you are here at the Big A, there's a lot of cool new places to check out, but first, AM830's Mandy Ortiz spoke with Chef Hugo Miranda about some of the new food here at the ballpark. I'm here with Chef Hugo Miranda, executive chef here at Angel Stadium. I'm a sweets person, and you said that's your baby too. So tell us about the desserts we have here at Angel Stadium. Uh, So pretty much desserts that we have at Angel Stadium, uh, we do about 95% in-house. We have dessert cart for sweets. The only thing I can say that we don't do in-house are the macarons that we buy out, but everything else, 95% of the dirt, we do in-house. Amazing. Okay, anything new this season? Uh, I kind of change it up seasonal, so I mean it changes up all the time. Every month, depending on the product that we have, we rotate it. Uh, but we do uh, kind of the same carrot cake. We do the cheesecake. We do a tres leches cake. We do the muffins. We do cookies. Everything. Oh, and the candied apples. I forgot about the candy. Can't forget about the candied apples. What is your personal favorite dessert? Uh, probably my personal favorite dessert for sweets will probably be the carrot cake. Yeah. Carrot cake. That's a classic. Awesome. And we're standing in front of some empanadas here. Where can fans get these at the stadium? It looks like they even have an A branded on the food, which is really cool. So we got these custom made just for sweets. Uh, we put the, the branded A logo on it. Uh, so they are marked depending on what it is. So we got chicken and beef for vegetarian, right? Uh, it comes with a nice crema of chimichurri and a little love that uh, my chef de cuisine uh, put on a plate. Awesome. So now we're going to head over to the Brewery X food items. I know that's a new hit spot that we'll have here at Angel Stadium to talk about some of the new items that we will be serving there. Right. This is a recipe that was here for years, right? Uh, So I did small bites. I did uh, shooters of the beer cheese sauce that we do from Brewery X. Uh, Mustard beer sauce too, all Brewery X. We use the battle snake. So it's more like a a IPA hazy. So the hoppiness of it is a little lighter, not too much. I'm glad the pretzel is back because I was worried about that. That's one of my favorites here at the ballpark. So fans will be glad to see that. So what else is new? Some Jamaican jerk wings here. Uh, So we smoke them for about an hour and a half. We finish them off in the fryer and then uh, we do a Jamaican jerk rub in-house. We do seasonal pickles that we also showcase with Melissa's. Uh, But that's pretty much it for that dish. 
Awesome. And this is interesting, the Korean fried chicken sandwich. It has a black bun. What was the inspiration behind that? Uh, this is pretty much my baby. I like to be creative and stuff like that and try to keep, um, I mean, every, different than every other stadium, right? Kind of challenge myself and also my team. Uh, so I talked to OC Baking, uh, Dean's the owner, and I told him, hey, can you make a, a charcoal activator brioche bun? He said, yeah, chef, uh, I'll, uh, how, when do you need it? I need it by next week. And he's like, he made it happen for me. So we do the gagoji sauce too in-house, uh, shredded cabbage, uh, uh, we do the pickling uh, kimchi too, also in-house. Uh, but yeah. What makes a Korean fried chicken sandwich different than a traditional, traditional fried chicken sandwich? spiciness on it, right? So, I mean, it has a better, uh, stronger kick to it. It has the gagoji uh, chili paste in it. Uh, so, I mean, at the end of the day, when you want something spicy, you want a cold beer, right? Right, and do they come with these cute little baseball yeah, picks on that? That's, that's a favorite for me. And what do we have here? Some tacos. Tacos are always good. So we got these uh, flour tortillas that are custom made by uh, La Palma's Tortillas. They're also located in Santa Ana. We're also showcasing house-made bidia. Uh, that's a kind of like a chuck roll and braised down for about eight hours. Uh, we have a cilantro uh, salad with onions, uh, sliced red reddish, and then we have a consomme of beef right on top. If you want to dip it and get messy, that's all there for you. Get messy. That sounds like baseball food eating. I like it. Well, thank you, Chef Hugo Miranda, Brewery X. We're excited. One of the newest additions at the Angel Stadium. Thanks, Mandy. Yeah, the Brewery X food off the charts. I, I, trust me, I was not going to miss that opportunity to go uh, get my grub on and check that out. It's what used to be San Arger. Now it's Brewery X. So now, you know, the pretzel's back. I tried that uh, Korean chicken slider sandwich. Oh, my gosh. So good. So good. I mean, it's... It's it's a little bit more adventurous, definitely. If if you're if you like more bland, probably not for you. It is a little spicier, but it's just a flavor profile off the charts. Super good. I, I, I was I was getting my foodie on. It was it was delicious. Um, yeah, those tacos were great too. Uh, really good stuff. I'm, I'm like hungry now doing this podcast, like thinking about all the great food here at Angel Stadium. So Brewery X is going to be awesome. There's a new spot, Terrace Level, and I had to check this out. Uh, Nashville hot chicken and also buttermilk uh, chicken sandwiches. I I had the Nashville hot chicken. I'm sure the buttermilk chicken's really good too, but I wanted it kicked up just a little bit, so I went Nashville hot. I loved it because it wasn't like burn your face off spicy. Like it was it was good. It was super flavorful. Um, had a little kick to it. It was exactly what I wanted at the ballpark. Uh, so yeah, that that's gonna go. That chicken sandwich with the beer. I'm going to be kind of kicking myself for having a job where I got to work uh, during ball games because I'm thinking I'm going to sit back and enjoy Angels baseball with a brewski and a Nashville hot chicken sandwich. I, I got to find a way. Maybe I can get an off day somewhere <laughs> over the course of a season and uh, try to work that in because that looks just phenomenal. And I tasted the sandwich, and it was it was really, really good. Highly encourage that. New addition here at the ballpark. Chronic Tacos has moved. It's still here, but it's where the Chronic Tacos used to be, first base side, terrace level. Um, So that's cool. Also, at Angel Stadium, I highly, highly recommend this. You know, one thing I've talked about this on this show for a long time, the history of Angels baseball. I don't know that people, you know, nationally give the Angels enough credit for, like, being a great historic franchise because there are some really, really... Uh, rich historic roots here in this organization there is a new part in their ballpark celebrating that and that's uh, on the terrace level you know that's the second level team store so there's the team store when you first walk in that's where the trophy is and all that okay that's that's on the first level right above it is the second floor team store so if you're going there and you're walking towards third base on that wall on the left hand side there is a huge setup 
of a bunch of gold gloves, a bunch of historical elements. I feel like you're walking, you, you, you could pick it up and just drop it in Cooperstown and it would fit in perfectly. There's great memorabilia in there. There's a great Shohei display, a really cool way to learn about the rich history of Angels baseball. It looks awesome. And it, it's the kind of place, like for me, I like, especially when I go to a new ballpark, I like to just walk around and check stuff out and, and look and learn about the team, look about the history. That's what I love to do when I go to a ballpark, even at Angel Stadium. I, I, I've done that. And now you can go and really check out this, the neat history here. There's a pitching rubber uh, that's up there. Again, Otani jerseys, a bunch of gold gloves. I think you can thank Mark Langston for a lot of those. But it was really cool. Uh, seeing that. So I highly recommend all of those things when you come to Angel Stadium. Of course, Saturday Night Fireworks are back. That's going to be rocking. Lots and lots of fun. Cool stuff here at Angel Stadium. I encourage you all to check it out. It's so good to have baseball back. I'm so ready for a proper opening day. And it's time to go. Let's go enjoy the Halos because I think there's a lot to like about this group. It's going to be a fun year. Uh, Before we close up shop, predictions for this season. I'm going to go, I'm going to say this. In 2022, there will be an angel that wins AL MVP. I don't know if it's going to be Shohei. I don't know if it's going to be Trout. I'm telling you, it might even be Rendon. An angel will win MVP. An angel will hit 50 home runs this year. And an angel starting pitcher is going to win 15 games. Those are my predictions. It's probably Syndergaard. I kind of like Syndergaard for 15 wins. I, I think that Syndergaard, Otani is the best duo that the Angels have had in a rotation since 2014 when you still had Prime Weaver and Garrett Richards had that unbelievable season before he got hurt. I think that this pitching staff can be like that, headlined by two guys that on any given night you feel great about their chance to win with budding young talent, And your number five starter has been there, and he's done it at the big league level. It was just in the bullpen, and now he's going to get a chance to do it in this Angels rotation. It's going to be really fun watching this Angels team put it all together, of course, with a dominant bullpen as well, plus a celebration of the 20-year anniversary of the Angels 2002 World Series Championship. Hey, I'm telling you, the Angels are planning some really cool things. Only thing that could make it better to celebrate that 20-year anniversary is to bring home some hardware in 2022 as well. And I know that this Angels group believes that that is something that they can do. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm looking forward to seeing you. For everybody here at the Angels Recap Podcast, hey, thanks for hanging with us for the offseason. Thanks for hanging with us through spring training. Now it is time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Angels baseball is here. And this has been the Angels Recap Podcast.